Welcome to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Catherine. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Catherine Dean, and this is another episode of the Feng Shui Way, where I and my guests discuss all things Feng Shui. So I have a question for you. Do you have a family member or a favorite person who is a great storyteller? You know, the uncle who comes for Thanksgiving and is the after-dinner entertainment? Or the high school teacher or professor in college who can engage all the students with the best interwoven yarns? You may know someone like that, or maybe you are that person. I always wanted to be a great storyteller. As I was out running errands the other day, I was listening to a local radio show And the guests were all authors, great storytellers. They were talking about how there are fascinating stories that run the gamut of topics, all contained in books, with the emphasis on reading a book, not reading a screen. I may not be the best storyteller out there, but I do okay, which is fine, because a good story is a good story, and sometimes that story itself can carry us. When you can have a conversation with not only an author, but a great storyteller, then that's a real treat. And that's what's in store today with my guest, best-selling author, Karen Rauch Carter. When I was a new feng shui consultant some years ago, I was always looking for the latest book to read so I could enhance my feng shui knowledge. Then I happened upon Karen's book, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, which had been around for quite some time at that point and had been translated into nine languages, by the way, and I really enjoyed the book. Karen had taken BTB feng shui knowledge and put it down on paper to create an easy-to-understand look at the principles of feng shui and how to apply them in your life. She later wrote a sequel called Make a Shift, Change Your Life, which, of course, I read as well. If you've read either of Karen's national best-selling feng shui books, you understand how she uses her lighthearted approach to writing and speaking, telling a great story, and motivating her clients and audiences to rethink and rework their surroundings in ways that quickly improve their health, career, relationships, and more. As well as being an expert in the field of feng shui, Karen's credentials also include being a landscape architect, a certified healthy home, biobiology practitioner, a longevity health counselor, and a peak performance coach. She has been featured in many publications, podcasts, and TV shows worldwide, and is now with us today to tell us some stories, discuss how you can create or improve your interiors so that they not only match who you are, but also support you in shifting your life towards an even better future. Karen says, what's going on in your life is going on in your house. So let's get into it and see what exactly she means by that. I am very pleased to welcome Karen Rauch Carter. Hi, Karen. Hi, thanks Thanks for having me. My goodness. Yes, and I'm so pleased that you're here and that you had time to take out of your busy day to join us. Um, So all things feng shui and the great uh, storytelling tradition. I, I've heard some of your stories before, and I think they're fabulous. But first and foremost, you're a feng shui consultant and expert. So um, I always like to hear different definitions, how each person you know, describes you know, their quick definition of feng shui. I'm a little tongue-tied today. I don't know what's going on, but 
What would be your definition, your quick definition of feng shui? I would say it's a method of mindfully arranging your environment so that it supports you consistently instead of willy-nilly or by chance, or you don't even know that that's what's getting you kind of a thing. Yeah, I understand. So what you you it's kind of like dress you for the job you have, not the job you want. Ooh, I think I'm unstable. Yeah, so, so a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. If you want to, if you want to, it's a nice simplified explanation about having your energy support you in in the world you're trying to create and the space that you're occupying. You want to feel supported and you want that energy movement to to be there for you. And the feng shui helps you to achieve that. Yeah. Dress your house for the life you want, not the life you have. There you go. There you go. I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have a lot of stories, but you have a lot of expertise too. And I'm curious about how, well, first of all, I noticed in your bio that you used to be a landscape architect. Is that how you found feng shui or did feng shui find you through that? How did you get into the field of feng shui? Uh, desperate times call for desperate measures, you know. Uh, I was a landscape architect back in the day, had my own firm. And, uh, you know, the building industry is always the first to get hit in, the, in, in a recession and so I was over in Hawaii. I had a license to work there. So I was over there trying to get work to bring back to my California firm. And one of the projects was a hotel in Waikiki Beach and China Airlines owned the property. And they said, everybody on the design team has to know feng shui. Now, in the late 80s, oh boy. anybody, anybody <laughs> knowing about feng shui? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I know feng shui, you know, tap dance, da, 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 da. I'll do anything for that job. I'm starving. I got to feed my employees. Exactly. So I came back to California and quickly had to scramble and try to figure out what this feng shui thing was. I got in it, not really as a skeptic, but I just didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking I was going to change my life over it. I just yeah. wanted to get that project. Then I started doing projects, uh, uh, other projects in California. It's, you know, when you're on the Pacific Rim, you always get that Asian influence. Uh, so I started getting projects like that. And then, you know, I started, I started experimenting with it. That's, you know, how that always is. You experiment mm -hmm. with it and then your life starts changing next right. thing. You know, I'm closing my firm and writing a book and becoming a bestseller. Simon and Schuster calls me to write a book. I didn't even pitch them. You know, it was one of those, like when you get in the flow with what you're supposed to be doing, life rolls along. So it changed my life. Uh, I came into it. I'll say as a skeptic, I'll say it's like I didn't know one way or another. And uh, it certainly it certainly proved to me that it changed my life. And of course, I wouldn't be wasting my time doing it if I didn't see the results in my clients. That's and right. It, it, you know, if you're a feng shui consultant, you quickly become an addict to, <laughs> to your, helping people and getting the results for your clients. Right. Because people just like they call you and you're like, oh. I got the money or I got the, you know, the doctor I got said the this job. The, right, I'm, the, right. I'm pregnant after yeah. fertility said no. And, and so you get to be a little bit hooked on that. So you're another one of, um, 
I would call almost the OG group in, in, you know, in the United States who could, who had this need and or desire to find out more about feng shui. And then there just wasn't anything around. You said late eighties. I've, I've talked to other, we've had other guests who were, uh, said a lot of like, I, I, I went to a, a talk and I was so intrigued and then I had to learn more and I had to, so I went to the library to find books and there were no books. And I just find it fascinating how it was able to nevertheless get embedded into, you know, a select few who were able to see its value and its power, if you will. And then it started to grow exponentially. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, there, I do certification courses where I, you know, people can one-stop shop and learn what I do, how I do it. That's uh, right. Back in the yeah. day, it was like, I heard a guy in the UK does this. <clears throat> you had to fly there. And then, oh, a guy in Poland knows that. Zing, and you had to go there. I mean, it was like this catch as catch can situation right. back then. So now uh, it's a lot easier to get the information uh, um, for sure. <laughs> It certainly is. And then with the advent of the internet and all that, I mean, yeah, you had to fly. If you wanted to learn from someone in the UK, you had to fly there because there was no internet or Zoom or anything like that to help exactly. along. Exactly. So it's almost like feng shui was destined to make its mark here in the States and all over the world, as we, as you and I both know, being consultants ourselves. Um, so... Simon and Schuster gave you a call. How did that happen? Do you know what you did to attract attention from them? Did you put it out as a feng shui intention? Well, no, never had the intention of being an author or a best-selling author. Like so many people have that desire. Never was even on my radar. I don't, I, you know, for years I did not identify as an author <laughs> or a best-selling yeah. author. It was just like that. I'm just a landscape architect and wrote a book. Yeah, it took off, you know. I, right. It even took a while for my identity to even shift around that. It wasn't like I was searching that out. But I had been working my house from a feng shui perspective, just doing the basics, which sometimes if you don't even know what to do, just go back and do the basics and watch something tweak and open up and a door opens up. And next thing you know, you're rolling along. And I thought I was rolling along in the weeds of my trail of life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought I was going in the wrong direction. Um, I ended up, uh, I long story, but I ended up uh, designing some greeting cards. Um, I know nothing about the greeting card industry, which tip number one is the more you're outside the box, the more you might bring something special to that box where, you know, take your background and whatever and uh, now add feng shui to it. You could have a, a really good mix that nobody else has, a good combination that nobody else has. So I designed some greeting cards because my best friend worked for the greeting card industry. And um, I went to a conference with her and it just because she had a free room in New York City, <laughs> I was not looking to do anything. Ended up, she's like, you can design greeting cards. You're a landscape architect. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? So ended up, long story short, designing some greeting cards. The very next year, um, I go back and win the coveted Louis Award, which is the greeting card design of the year award. Fame and oh reputation, right? So I'm yeah. winning this, the national award. And I'm not even in that industry. I know nothing about that industry. Because I got so much press from that award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Simon and Schuster called and said, we want to do book, a book based on those greeting cards. So okay. I have two books published before Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, and they're in the humor genre. And so that's how I got started with Simon and Schuster. Um, they were, they were the, the title of the book based on the greeting card line was called why gay guys are a girl's best friend. This was in the very early nineties. This is like height of AIDS time. You know, like gay was not as cool of a word as it was, as it is now, you know, like whatever. And so, um, you know, little aside, like my mom begged me not to put my name on that book because it had gay in the title. That's, it was such a, like, you know, AIDS was so, it was just a different time. Yes, and I, so I, remember. I, um, I did two books with them. I co-authored them with, with a gay friend of mine. That was the whole shtick of us two doing our thing together. And, um, and then I was pregnant with my son. I'm married, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like these gay pride parades and all this stuff. It just was not a, a fit for me. I was just like, right. that's cool. I'm glad I'm invited, whatever. But I'm morning sick and I'm doing these radio drive tours and I'm like, I the publicity and I wasn't interested in doing it. And I just said, you know what? I don't care if we sell another book. I'm off this train. I, I feel like I'm off in the weeds of life. I don't know how I got over here. It's cool that I'm supporting that, but I, I it's not my passion. And so I said, look, I'm a feng shui, uh, a landscape architect. I know something about feng shui. There's not any books in the U S that are any, that somebody can get to beginning to end. And so I, so they asked me to, uh, I pitched a book. That's the first book that I pitched for Simon and Schuster after I already did two published uh-huh. two with them. So I, this is tip number two, when something comes your way and it looks like it might not be a fit, it might be a fit because when I pitched the feng shui book, they said, this isn't the one we're looking for. Although we're looking to acquire our one. Cause I pitched a feng shui landscape book. And I said, what are you looking for? And she said, we're looking for a fun feng shui book. And because you wrote those two humor books, we think mm-hmm. you can pull it off. And that's why movie stuff mm-hmm. has a lot of campiness to it, a lot of uh, pop culture yeah. references, because it birthed out of these two, uh, you know, it's not really gay humor, but it's a, it's a lot of, you know, it's why gay guys are girls are friends. It's straight and gay. It's crossover. And that's how I got it. So when you think you're over there picking up some lesson, when you think you're off your trail of life, just, yeah. just there's something over right. here that I'm going to need in my future. So don't discount when you feel like you're in the gravel side of the road there. When you're on the shoulder. Well, that's an, yeah, that's interesting because it all started, you were a landscape architect and then you had a job where somebody said, anybody working on this job has to know feng shui. And then it's like, okay, well, now I have to learn feng shui. I mean, it. what a disconnection between landscape architect and then how you ended up, you know, greeting cards and move your stuff, change your life. That's quite, that's quite a journey. And you would not think that one would lead to the other. But then, but I learned, you know, like as a landscape architect, I studied architecture for two years and then I switched over to the landscape architecture program. So you know, feng shui, three-dimensional spaces are my jam, really, you know, and and I I did tai chi and yoga for whatever. So it's like, I understood the Eastern philosophy of energy. I understood the Western design and feng yeah. shui is a, is a smashing together of those two. So it, it, it spoke to me very easily because I understood both languages. Well, that that's interesting. And I, I really, I, I love how that all came together, but I also love how, um, 
you know, we who practice feng shui and those of us who are trying to spread the word about feng shui understand its um, its value and its purpose in our lives. And sometimes if someone isn't all that familiar with it, um, they they show a certain skepticism or like, yeah, yeah, if you say so kind of thing. But your story is, you know, you had some exposure through other avenues, the yoga and the Tai Chi, I think you said, and, and um, the landscape architecture, architecture itself. And all of that just seemed to have come together, uh, made quite a career for yourself, quite, and, and, you know, you're quite helpful to other people, not only with the consultations you do, but then for the, um, the teaching that you provide for others so that they can continue on and spread the word and all that. Um, We're going to come back. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you some more about some, some other great feng shui stories. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. We're back with Karen Rauch Carter, um, author, best-selling author of Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Karen, one of the first times I heard you speak... You had a story to share with everybody about going to the bank. You want to help us with that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that story, I'm, I, I tell that story to, to help people understand that what's going on in their life is going on in their house, what's going on in their mind is going on in their life. If they have beliefs about certain things, it, you know, I feng shui somebody for more money and they got more money and they're like, but no, that's not the money. And I'm like, yeah, got what you said. You know, yeah. but you got the love of your life, but it's not feng shui, you know, whatever. So anyway, this, this little story I talk about is, um, is how, what is in your mindset shows up in your world. And I was, uh, my first royalty check, my agent, you know, the real story is my agent really didn't understand how Simon and Schuster paid royalties. Okay. So he told me that I was going to get. Uh, like, I, I can't even remember the numbers, but let's just go with fake numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I'm supposed to get $50,000, but mm-hmm. Simon and Schuster sent me $50. And okay. I, I was so shocked that, and basically what it was, was it was going to catch in the next pay period. That's, you know, if there's a delay in, because of returns and things like that of the book. So, but I was so aghast that I've been out kissing babies and signing books and shaking hands for yeah. so hard yeah. for so long for Simon <laughs> and Schuster and their publicity. And they sent me this check. And, and it, it was only because I had a, a thwarted expectation. You know, if you want to know where the source of your anger is in any situation, you can go back to it's a thwarted expectation. What did you expect? And what did you get? And that's why you're mad about something. Mm-hmm. So I had a thwarted expectation. And I, I did not even, I was so appalled at that check that I, it was sitting on my desk and I was like, ah, I don't even want looking at that check. I don't even, that check just represented that Simon and Schuster did not rep- respect me is how it right. felt. Right. So I, I picked up the check, like a dirty diaper by the corner, you know, I'm like, ah. yeah. And I, and I, I take the check and I said to my husband, I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to put this in the bag. I go, no, I'm going to put this in this. I had a, a credit union account from when I had a first job at a landscape architecture firm in Los Angeles before I started my own firm. They opened up an account for me. I had never been to the credit union. I've never even looked at the account, but I knew there was $500 in this account somewhere. I'm like, I'm going to put that check in that account. I'm not even going to, you know, dirty soil my checking account. Like this is the attitude I have. Horrible mindset. I was just very ungrateful. I was feeling ripped off by Simon and Schuster. I was just, ah, so I'm standing in line at this credit union that I've never been to before. And I'm waiting in line, waiting in line, waiting in line. There's about maybe six tellers up at the front. I'm There's a big queue. I'm in it. It just happened to be this slice of time where all the people in the um, that were needing tellers, they just left. And then I yeah. was the first one to start populating the new the teller station. So I was the only one at the teller counter, even though there were plenty of people behind me on their way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at that very moment, these robbers come in, head to toe, covered, covered like just like a just like the television show. Oh my like, gosh! The rifles with the standing on the desk. Oh uh, yeah, bank bank robbery. It was the quintessential TV show looking bank robbery. And they're like, get down, everybody! And the and the guy, the you know, I happen to be standing right in the wrong spot, and he just puts a gun right in my face, and he goes, get down! And I'm just like, slap down as skinny as I can next to the (laughs) his feet his toes are sticking into my side as he's reaching over 
uh, the desk or the teller station and uh, grabbing things, I guess is what he was doing. Like, I don't know. I was trying to be invisible. And, uh, and so then I thought to myself, you know what? I know this mantra called for overcoming obstacles. I'll start doing this in my head because he's touching me and I'm going to have an energy transfer. There you go. The only reason that I have these thoughts because time slowed down. It was the only time I've ever experienced. I had a death experience where, where I was out of time, but this is the only time that I viscerally had a time slowing down. I was there for hours. Like it was the craziest warping of time. And so I was like, I'm sure glad I didn't bring my son. I mean, I had time to think about stuff and uh, it was a weird time warp. And so I'm like, Oh my God, he's touching me. I can do an energy transfer. I'm going to start doing the uh, overcomer of obstacles. It's a, it's a Vedic mantra. And so I'm in there. I'm like being skinny. And he's the guy that in the, in the bank, he's like, come on, we've got enough. Let's get out of here. And everybody else is like, no, stick to the plan. So I'm like, oh, it's working on this guy. And so (laughs) he was, he was running out and the rest of them were like, stick to the plan. It was like, it's so funny. This is the guy that's itching to get out. But anyway, so after they left and my little check, uh, you know, right as I'm sliding the check over mm-hmm. to deposit this check, I'm like, here, take this check out of my hands. Boom, the robbers come in and take the check out of my hands. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. literally, if I would have had the, you know, the, to design a day called Karen Feels Ripped Off, let's show her what shows up in her world as Karen Feels Ripped Off. So I got mm-hmm. the physical ex, you know, the, the, um, external representation of my internal world of feeling ripped off by Simon and Schuster. And I just happened to be walking into a bank robbery. So many people get themselves into situations and it is their internal environment and it is their physical environment that are, you know, that are count that are battling each other out on, on how to represent these thoughts. So we're in an, a world of energy. There's only one thing, energy. Mm-hmm. How are we going mm-hmm. to arrange it, rearrange it, manipulate, if you want to call it, to get the outcome that we want, a safe, supportive, healthy, prosperity, relationship building, whatever environment. And the more you sit around feeling ripped off or like the world doesn't work for you or whatever, the more that world is going to show you that. So please be conscious of your mindset. Um, I'm, you know, I was victim of my own mindset. You know, it's interesting. Um, You said you had, um, is it a warped expectation that you had? Is that the term you used? about um, how you were looking at the amount of the check. It, there was uh, there was a term you used about oh, your expectation. Oh, a thwarted expectation. Thwarted, thwarted. right. <laughs> now, yeah. so, I expected so, one thing, I got another, I got angry about that. Okay. I couldn't so, get over it. I just couldn't release it, you know? I was yeah. stuck. So what I what we know in feng shui is that, in, in, in BTB especially, is your intention. And I'm sure people are going to think, well, expectation, intention, you know, what's the difference? And, you know, I'm sure you didn't intend to be in a bank robbery, you know, um, to be caught up in a bank robbery. However, your expectation uh, was thwarted and it manifested in a way that was, 
it, it, the whole thing is very interesting because the guy, his his feet were up on your side. And so he was receiving that mantra energetic transfer. And yet you had that expectation. So can you talk a little about expectation versus intention? Well, I, I think what that shows is when you currently, whatever life you're living right now, your environment is creating that, whether it's your chicken or the egg, your mm-hmm. internal or the external environment, whatever, whichever one that is, that's what, while your life is going along the way it is. This is not, this is like, you know, feng shui consultants are little detectives. We go around and figure out why you, you know, mm-hmm. what, why do you have that health issue and the neighbor doesn't? How, how'd you end up with that? What's that going on in your life? So, but most people don't know what they did, what they thought and the outcome that it, that, that it happened where when you start feng shuiing the time result of doing some intentional thing and getting the result gets really, really close right to the point of be careful what you think, because it's going to happen right now. So to me, most people are living and they don't even know they did that thing five weeks ago. And this is the result they're going to get. Then you start feng shui you start getting the results four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, one week, be careful what you wish for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and this is why I say the mindful arrangement Keep yourself mindful. Don't stray off in those weeds. Don't of bitterness and and feeling ripped off because you're going to get that karma. You know, that's the karma thing. You're going to get that right back. So that's kind of how I would describe, you know, that. (laughs) Right. So when you so you do home consultations or maybe maybe you do more teaching now than consult than consulting but certainly you've had your share of the home consultations um oh yeah still do them okay so when you go there do you pick up on energy right away or do you like you said we're all little detectives do you walk around and say okay i noticed something here i noticed something there or does the energy hit you when you walk in I don't have an opinion about Mm -hmm. anything. I come in as neutral as possible. Mm -hmm. If I come in guns a slinging, look at those curtains, do that, change that. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Um, Now I'm adding my opinion to your house. I want to know how you perceive your house because it's all the chicken and the egg and what's going on. Yeah. And I've had people, and I'm to the point now in my training where I practically give a free out, like with the right intention, you can hardly go wrong because I understand the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Feng shui is a physical and the intention the invisible feng and shui, wind and water. There's water, the seen forces, there's wind, the unseen forces. So you rearrange your physical environment. You intend with that invisible force, boom, now you've got the feng shui uh, magical combination. So I'm looking at what is going on in their space according to them. How do you perceive this picture? How do you perceive this space? How do you use this? And then they, and I go, and how's life? What do you want to change in your life? They, I want to know where they are now and where they want to be, how they perceive their space, and I can get them across the bridge to the other side. Where if I'm just spouting my opinion, and, and I know some feng shui consultants of other styles and of other whatever, they, they go, I don't even need to see the client. 
I'm just going to go in the house. I'm going to tell them what to change. I don't know how um, they're doing that because yeah. it's they're now putting their opinion. It's almost like an interior designer coming into your house and go, I know what you want and doing it to you. Yeah. And that's not a representation of who you are, what your style is where you are feeling in life, what kind of needs do you have that are supported in physical space? You know, I'm in the process of buying a house and I already told the architect, I need the pool to be deeper because I exercise with, I don't want to touch the bottom of the pool. And so mm -hmm. just basic function, form follows function. This goes back to my architecture background. So I'm, I'm one for aesthetic answers. I don't want your house to look like a Chinese tchotchke shop in the end. I'm, yeah, I'm that's one, a big one for understanding that everything is energy. Mm -hmm. I'm understanding that time can be involved or not. Time can be irrelevant. You can get something immediately. Sometimes my clients get something while I'm at their house oh, and we wow. haven't even done anything yet, but we've set that intention. Right. Uh, sometimes it shows up before I even get there. They're like, I've been wanting that for 10, 10 years. I called you for the consultation. That is the making the commitment. That is the getting Providence to move. If you buy the mm -hmm. ticket, you're going to be on the plane. So, you know, once you commit that you're going in that direction, trying to get my biggest challenge with my clients is they don't dream big enough. They don't know how to dream about a big enough future, especially in the past few years. It's been very challenging. Oh, wow. People just have such small mm -hmm. They're just like, well, if I only get da, 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 and I'm like, what if you could get what you really want? What is it? And they're kind of afraid to even say it. It's something shifted recently. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. I've gone through so many trends of, you know, back in the day that from a yeah. bowel biology perspective, um, the microwave oven was the biggest booger in the house from a, you know, radio frequency. Yeah. Da, da, da. And now I don't even get down to the microwave. They've got their wire wireless this and their laptop that and their boosters and their Alexa and all these things in their house, blasting radio frequencies, EMF, blah, blah, blah. And so times have changed, you know? Yeah. And that's where you got to keep up with the stuff that people have in their environment because it's making a difference for better or for worse or a slight neutral point when it's going from one or the other. Those are your choices. Is your environment growing, blooming, and thriving you? Is it wilting, depleting, dying you? Or is yeah. it neutral? Well, do we strive for neutrality or do we strive for growth or or, or is it individual? I uh, well, I would say, you know, get your house to support you. You know, when when you when you have a flower that you want to bloom, you don't sit there and you know, massage the leaves or hit the stem, you right. work on the soil, you work on the sunlight, you work on the water, everything around it, the environment that will make that thing bloom or not. And that's exactly what we're doing. We want to know how you want to be, how you want to be in the future, what you need to be what that need, person. What you need so, now to, to help you achieve what, what don't you, you need. Well, oh, we know the decluttering a, conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we can do that when we come back. We're going to be taking a break shortly, but um, yeah, the the what you need now, you're being clear on what you want. Um, I notice sometimes with my own clients, um, and actually, when when people find out that I'm a feng shui consultant, they ask me like, "Oh, well, that's like that means you." 
that means you have to have like no mirrors in the bedroom. I mean, they go through the things that you read in every article, right? Yeah. And yeah. and then they ask me, well, what do you do? I, I had somebody ask me one time, what do you do? Like if, if the, she, uh, she was this new friend that I made and she has a husband who is kind of messy and she's kind of neat. And she was asking me about their bedroom. And, you know, like, I like my side to be really neat and he doesn't care and blah, blah, blah. And so I just, you know, she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, are you both happy? You know, and she was saying, you know, it's working for me and it's working for him. And I said, well, you know, what we kind of do in a situation like that is kind of leave it alone. You know, like, what do you want? She couldn't tell me what she really wanted. You know, she was saying, well, mine works for me and it works for him. So uh, you don't want to upset the apple cart because, you know, then you can create something when there's no direction. And I would think that when we're advising people, we want we want to work on what they are saying is their direction. But um, anyway, we're going to take what a break. What they're willing to change. Absolutely. It, well, that's another thing, too. Exactly. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back and then we'll uh, pick it up with Karen Rod Carter. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. 
I'm here with Karen Rao Carter, best-selling author of Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. We're having a great time telling stories and spreading uh, news and the good word about feng shui. Karen, you um, you touched on this briefly earlier about um, a death experience, and I think it has something to do with the peanut allergy. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, you want you, you want to share that story with us? <laughs> earlier you were saying this sounds like a, this is your life show and I'm like I feel like this is my life it's like everybody's like give us a feng shui tip I'm well like, we're gonna Don't. get to that we'll get to that <laughs> yeah so the death experience yeah I was always allergic to tree nuts and then one day I became allergic to peanuts out of the blue so if you're if you're one of those people that says I can eat peanuts but not tree nuts maybe maybe one day you won't be able to I don't want to put that thought in your head but that's what happened to me okay and um so yeah I just ended up um literally it was before the I never heard of the term near-death experience and I don't even understand the term near-death experience because it sounds like you're close to death and I wasn't close to anything. I was dead. So I had a death experience. I don't mm-hmm. get, you know, people at the train went really close by and it almost got me. I'm like, that's <laughs> a, okay, that's a near death experience to me. <laughs> but I had a, I had a death experience. So go. I was out of the realm of uh, this, of this particular universe here and in another realm. And because of that experience way back in my early twenties, I, um, that's what another little aside thing that helped me get this feng shui and, and intention and how you can get a result immediately or even before. Like time is, well, there's no such thing as time. Einstein improved that, uh, improved that. So it's uh, the, the illusion of time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the style of feng shui that we practice is really quantum physics. That's uh, you know, the world is is catching up. Science is catching up with some of these philosoph- uh, philosophical things of the Eastern philosophy or whatever. And the, they used to be like woo-woo. And yeah. now science is sort of catching up with it. So mm-hmm. science is catching up with the feng shui world. And it is really quantum. It's quantum physics. Now, you know, most people don't get quantum physics. They don't understand it. I have talked to some physicists about it. I actually, I actually uh, spoke on the Stanford campus and it was the physicist guy that stood up and because the, the people in the audience didn't know if they should believe me or not, if it was cool to go with what she's oh. saying or if it was cool to shun her. And man, that was a tough crowd. And yeah, it was that. a physics professor that stood up and said, I just want everybody to know that from a physics point of view, everything that she says checks out. And all of a sudden um, they were engaged and listening oh, and took that guy. Like yeah. the, alpha, the alpha dog of this, of the Stanford teachers. I, I don't even know, but, um, but that, I, that made me, you know, like, I, I wow, that's cool that he felt yeah. like I was dying on the stage. And he, he said, nope, everything she says checks out from a physics perspective. So yeah. we're looking at understanding the laws of energy. That's all we are doing. Why do mm-hmm. the colors of the rainbow line up in that particular order? There's a reason why they line up in that order. It's not random light in a certain pattern. It is a specific pattern. So we are looking to set ourselves up for these specific patterns in the universe that support certain outcomes. The closest thing in the United States, if that's where the listeners are on this here, the closest thing we have in the United States, I would say is the farmer's almanac to a feng shui thing. 
do this and you'll get the highest yield. Uh, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to do, the moon and the dirt and the whatever and the worms and the so we have to consider what's going on in the environment to bring about an outcome. So if you're, you know, if you can trust the farmer's almanac, you can trust feng shui. It's pretty much <laughs> the same kind of guiding you to get a different outcome or the best outcome for you. You know, you, you, you don't put your baby down at the edge of the pool to take a nap. It's just more likely than not going to be a bad outcome. Yeah. So, but where does obvious end and subtle begin? Feng Shui deals with these subtle things that you don't even know are robbing you of your energy. And, you know, you when somebody points it out, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But so that's what Feng Shui consultants are trained in, those subtle forces yeah. that are taking you down or building you up or whatever. So we just need to know how to plan yourself in three-dimensional space. Yeah, those subtle forces that are at play at all times. So, you know, um, it sounds like I've heard you say about um, trusting that there's more out there than what appears to be obvious. So, um that really does apply in the feng shui world. You know, um, when you talk subtleties, I mean, you can get all metaphorical in a lot of different ways with the feng shui because of um, how things do end up showing up, you know, and they might, they might be very cause, you know, uh, cause and effect, and they might be very much more subtle, but the outcome can very often be the same. It's it's just an interesting observation with how it all works and how it all lines up. Right. And trusting. So many people, you know, if they've read Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Well, we're going to get to I, I, that. I'm writing, I'm writing a black and white word book about three-dimensional space and color and everything. So I really tried to get visual cues as you read the book and of course if everybody's read move yourself change your life people want to paint their house like a circus tent in the back in the end because i assign a color with every area and i'm like you don't color is one of the many ways to change us energy and a vibe and a feeling of a space and to get a different outcome but oh my god the, the the disservice i've done to interior design by uh by highlighting color in my in my book of all the things that you could choose from. Well, but, that, uh, so anyway, that, yeah, there's looking, still, yeah, yeah, there's still sound advice in Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. And you wrote a sequel, <laughs> Make a Shift, Change Your Life. So you want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, that book was a follow-up of people just kept asking me, I want more, I want more. Yeah. And I have branched out to, you know, I'm not just a straight-up feng shui consultant. I have so many things that I've thrown in my toolkit, the bow biology, which is the healthy home mm-hmm. type of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the vapor emissions, radon, off-gassing, you know, all the carbon monoxide, blah, blah, blah. So you got to know that your house is actually healthy the, right. and um, air quality, water quality, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I've added in the biology. I've added in the design. I'm sorry, where were we going with this? I forgot. Well, you were going to talk about <laughs> uh, Make a Shift, Change Your Life, your sequel. 
Oh, there we go. So anyway, <laughs> I just took all of these different perspectives and it's that book is divided into mind, which is the mindset stuff, which is like, you know, watch what you think or you're going to get in the bank robbery if you're feeling ripped off. Mind, body, <laughs> spirit and environment. So the body is talking about the actual foods because there's this little premise. What's closest to you has the most impact on you. A thumbtack on your chair feels a lot more real in your world than a thumbtack face up on Mars. So we have to understand what's closest to us and what we breathe, what we inject, ingest, inhale, imbibe, intake, you know. So we have to know what's inside our body, what's on our body, what's immediately around our body, and then we go out from there. So there's a section on the body and actually foods that make a difference in your future, right? Everybody, you know, it's a nutrition guide. So mind, body, spirit, we have to understand that you know esoteric the invisible part uh you know whether you go the religion route or the you know whatever but i'm showing that these are time-tested techniques from various things i'm just trying to get you from point a to b i'm not judging whatever so mind body spirit and environment more of the uh, more of the feng shui edition stuff so that's kind of what's in that second book and uh some people that really get it love that book even more you can read it on sort of a basic level and then you can read it sort of like the second tier level yeah some people um they're not there yet or whatever but uh so you know you mentioned if it calls to you get it uh, well the, i tell people that all the time i one of my phrases is if the spirit moves if the spirit moves you know and what i mean by that is you know i do you have that nagging thought like oh my gosh i keep thinking about this i have to implement this you know that kind of thing um if the spirit moves you to do something do it so you know karen's got two really good books out there in the feng shui world um all things feng shui and uh i highly recommend them i think they're excellent books but you know you were talking before about i feel like this is um this is your life and where's my feng shui tips let's talk a couple of feng shui tips what 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 is what's the question people ask you all if you could give me one what would be the one well first of all you know i i know we didn't get too many questions if you go to moveitwithkaren.com you can join and get a month of i i do two calls a month you can get one month free get your question answered and then bug out and you know have a month of free time with me if you want so i just wanted to say that because we didn't yes. get to too many cures right. today so move it with karen.com and then um say that my number one that my number one thing is dream bigger and then dream. yeah my number two well i i i wanted to answer just even the the, the girl that has the um, she's cleaner and the other gal. Oh yeah. Her or, well, her messier, she, she, you know? yeah. She's neat and he's a little messier. Yeah. And she right. wanted to know from me, like so if know. she, if she wanted to, if she wanted to, you know, I would ask questions to drill down because she mentioned it. Like, what's the problem here? And yeah. is she only thinking I have, you know, like I should do something or she's like, I don't feel respected. That's something. Or if well, she right. feels like it makes me feel ugly, I don't feel sexy. You know, so we could we could go off into many tangents. It's not mm-hmm. for me to say, clean up that side over there and be mm-hmm. done with it. It's like, why is that bothering you? Why did you bring that up? 
And she's like, I just feel, I don't feel sexy. Ah, there's something we can work there on. So go. I just want to, you know, in my training where I train people, you got to keep asking questions until you find out the nugget. Then you can address and bring in the countermeasure of she that has to make a change or not. Right. So I, you know, that's kind of how I think. I don't, uh, it ain't nothing until they tell me it is kind of a well, right. approach to I know. I don't know what happens to you when you go out in social settings. That to me, that was a social setting question. And I was thinking, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to poke a, a beehive here, you know, like she brought it up just like you say, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I was going to be stepping on a minefield or whatever. So I try to keep it light in a social setting, but I couldn't agree more in a professional setting. You have to dig deep. You have to ask the questions, what's happening around you and how are you feeling? And, um, you know, what's yeah, making I got is it working for you? Is it working right. for you? Right, right, right. Exactly. Is it working for you? If it's working for you, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's good feng shui in a book. There's something I said in a book. If it's if it's working for you, don't you know, well, don't have to do it because of some book said it. Uh, and I'm the book of uh, you know. I've told people I wrote the book. I can tell you, don't do it that way. You know. <laughs> so I wrote the book on it, and you can literally say that. That's great. But that is <laughs> that's what I advise as well. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I don't like yeah. to stir up trouble, but people do read. You know, I shouldn't have a mirror in my bedroom. I should have a red door. Um, you know, I shouldn't have my back to the what what whatever. You know, I I can only put my bed one way. Right. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. So people have a basic knowledge, but well, yeah. We're winding down. Is is there another is there another book in the in the works or is there any no, new adventures? No, I'm busy. I'm busy Good. training people. I have another I have another training starting in January, and I'm thinking about doing it live as well. So, plenty of opportunities. I'd say go to moveitwithkaren.com. Uh, you'll get plugged into the rabbit hole of my website, and you'll find all kinds of how I do consultations. I speak all over the world, so feel free to you know and. It, use me in whatever way that supports you and your family and, and the, or your company even in the future. Well, we've been here with Karen Rao Carter um, on uh, the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. I really appreciate you being here today, Karen, and thank you so much for joining us. You can meet, uh, you can find Karen at moveitwithkaren.com and me at katherinedeanfengshui.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of feng shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.